The movie opens up with a news channel stating that it has been 298 days since the first manned mission to Mars left from Alpha International Space Station with six astronauts, four men, and two women. Right then, the channel crew manages to establish a connection with the captain of the astronauts group, Andre Vishenak. The reporter questions him about what their chances of discovering water on Mars, and most importantly, returning home alive. In response, Andre replies that he is very optimistic about their mission, as all the crew members are well-trained to do their job. Next, we see the group of astronauts getting ready to land their spaceship on Mars. Unfortunately, at the last second, something goes wrong and their lander malfunctions. This causes the spaceship to crash into the Martian surface. In the aftermath, the first one to wake up is Herbert. He contacts their instructor, Lowell, back on Earth, and reports to him about the crash. Lowell wants to know if everyone is okay, but Herbert doesn't have that information yet. He goes to check on his fellow astronauts, asking if they are alright. Four of them, Luca, Jenny, Fidel, and Susanna confirmed that they are okay, but Captain Andre remains silent. Herbert gets worried and approaches the captain's seat, only to find that he's not breathing. Panicked, he calls Jenny, who is the medical expert, to check on the captain. She frantically inspects his pulse and sadly confirms that Andre died due to a broken neck from the crash. In the following scene, everyone begins checking around the spaceship to try and make it work again. However, they have no idea what caused the failure and eventually the crash. They even consult with Lowell, asking him to take a look into the database of the system, but nothing shows up. Afterward, the group gathers in the cockpit and everyone asks Susanna, the second in command, about what they should do next. Susanna just replies that they can do nothing other than wait for the rescue team from Earth to arrive there and take them away. Hearing this, Luca gets enraged and states that a rescue mission from Earth will take more than 26 months to arrive, and by that time, they will already be dead. Moreover, they only have resources for one year. In this precarious situation, Herbert is the only optimistic guy, and he mentions a possible hypothesis for their survival. He suggests using limited resources right from today so that they can have more time until the rescue team can find a way out. Herbert also requests his colleagues work as a team and try their best to find a solution. He then asks Luca to provide him with a detailed list of the resources they have. After this, Susanna assigns a task to each one of them. Luca is given the task of finding out the best way to make their resources last longer. Similarly, Fidel is assigned to investigate the major reason for their crash. Jenny is asked to make more space in the spaceship, and if the spaceship doesn't have space, what the hell is it good for? While Herbert is supposed to experiment with the feasible ways to extract water and oxygen from the surface of Mars. Later, Fidel shows Susanna that they've landed far away from their planned spot. He uses satellite pictures to prove it, and starts investigating why this happened. Meanwhile, Herbert enters the room and mentions the way to get oxygen from Mars without using their main energy. He suggests they use the leftover cryogenic fuel in their propellers to do this. It's a way to get oxygen without needing much energy. However, Luca isn't too sure about it. He's worried about the safety of the fuel tanks and using cryogenic fuel in this way. Afterward, Luca, Herbert, and Jenny go outside to bury the dead body of their captain. Once they complete the task, Luca and Herbert make their way to check into the engines and propellers. Meanwhile, Fidel speaks with Susanna, praising her leadership capability and composure in such a tough situation. In response, the latter confesses that she is also afraid of death, but cannot express her emotions as she wants to motivate everyone. Moments later, the remaining three return to the cockpit with gloomy faces, and Luca states that they have lost their engines and have no cryogenic fuel to begin experimenting with the reactions. However, Herbert walks in with a block of clear material, similar to ice, and tries to impart optimism to the others, mentioning that there is the possibility to find water. In the following scene, the team converses with Lowell and inquires if he got any information about the crash. Lowell replies with a no, and also reveals that no rescue mission 
missions are being discussed as of late. Hearing this, Lucas suggests that they hold a meeting to discuss their chances of survival and their plans to move forward. The scene then shifts to their meeting, where Luca mentions that they have resources only to survive for 12 months. He also states that this time frame is not enough for any rescue team to find and take them back to Earth. When Susanna asks him how many of them can survive for 2.5 years, Luca replies that only two of them can. After getting this information, Susanna inquires with everyone if they agree with Luca's calculation and estimation. When no one objects, she takes it as a yes and begins contemplating their duties and importance in the ship. After a while, Susanna comes up with the conclusion that Luca, being an engineer, knows how to operate and keep the ship running, while Jenny, a medic, is essential in every situation. At last, she says that the remaining three, including herself, need to go on a death mission and end their life to let the two survive and take their messages to Earth. Herbert is a bit skeptical about the idea, as he wants to fight until his last breath, but after Susanna makes him understand their main mission, he agrees. The following day, the group wakes up after their five hours of peaceful sleep. Then, Susanna, Fidel, and Herbert, who was refusing to comply before, put on their spacesuits and get ready to go on their death mission. These suits are like special outfits that keep them safe in space. To Luca's dismay, Herbert puts some extra oxygen cylinders in his bag in case of emergency. They hug each other one last time and say their final words. Then, they put on their helmets and close their suits tightly. They finally look like proper astronauts now. Next, Susanna, Fidel, and Herbert step outside the ship. It's a strange feeling knowing that they won't come back. Luca suggests that they use bits of energy and air in their suits to capture pictures and videos of the Martian surface. They want to share this with the people of Earth, so they turn on a special device to send the images back to their crashed spacecraft. Susanna and the two then set off on their five-hour long journey to find the edge of the valley. While walking down a deep gorge, Herbert feels difficulty in breathing and realizes that his oxygen supplies are gone. With no options left, he requests his friends carry on with their journey while he sits there and dies peacefully. Fidel and Susanna are devastated to see their friend go like this, but they have no choice but to continue. After a while, Herbert lies down on the Martian soil and peacefully he passes away. But before he goes, he whispers to Susanna that he wishes he had more time to get to know her better. Susanna says she might have even dated him if he didn't have such a dorky name. It's a bittersweet moment, full of sadness. Despite this tragedy, Susanna and Fidel continue their journey, feeling a mix of sorrow and determination. They know they're doing something important for everyone back home. They walk together, remembering Herbert and knowing that their sacrifice might help the others survive. As Susanna and Fidel keep moving forward, Fidel starts to feel tired and suggests that the former should go ahead while he takes a rest. Just as he decides to rest, Susanna notices something strange up ahead. A cave-like opening. She walks toward it and realizes that the walls inside are covered with symbols and pictures that couldn't have been made by natural forces. It's as though they were created by intelligent beings. Excited and curious, she calls for Fidel to join her and share in this remarkable discovery. They enter the cave and explore deeper, fascinated by the mysterious carvings on the walls. As they go further in, something unbelievable happens. The air pressure, oxygen level, and temperature inside the cave become normal, just like on Earth. This is a big surprise, especially when Fidel's oxygen tanks are about to run out. He takes off his mask and realizes that they can breathe this air. It's a moment of relief and astonishment. However, inside the caves, their communication with the spaceship stops working. Luca, back on the ship, tries to reach out to Fidel and Susanna, but doesn't get any response. Luca and Jenny begin to worry, assuming 
knowing the worst, that their friends might have died, it's a heart-wrenching realization to think about. But then, their own situation takes a sudden turn for the worse. An alarm blares in the ship's cockpit, indicating that the air inside the ship is leaking out. Jenny starts to panic and asks Luca what's happening. He explains that the sensors meant to detect this kind of problem have failed and reveals the shocking news that about half of their oxygen has already leaked away. This is a huge problem because even with just two people left, they won't have enough oxygen to survive until the rescue ship arrives. It means they might die a year before help comes. As the gravity, or lack thereof, <laughs> of the situation sinks in. The leak worsens. Luca suggests that they should make the most of their remaining time, finding comfort in each other's company. In a moment of desperation, he shares a suggestion that surprises Jenny. He proposes that they should have a physical relationship because he believes they'll die very soon. <laughs> How sweet. However, Jenny declines his proposition and is determined to fix the leak and save their lives. Back in the mysterious cave, Fidel and Susanna decide to keep exploring the twisting passages. They're curious to see more of what this hidden place has to offer. While wandering around, Fidel accidentally enters a tunnel, where the pressure is different from the rest of the cave. This sudden change messes up his body, making it hard for him to breathe properly. His insides get squashed, and even though Susanna manages to pull him back into a pressurized area, it's too late. Fidel can't breathe and he sadly passes away. This devastates Susanna, but after a bit of mourning, she continues on, on her own. As she goes deeper into the cave, she finds herself in a spot that's similar to where Fidel lost his life, but this time she notices another body, a creature from another civilization that used to live on Mars. It's a startling revelation, realizing that there were beings here before them. Meanwhile, in the spaceship, Jenny puts on her space suit and goes outside to fix the air leak, but despite her efforts, she can't stop the leak. Inside, Luca gets a message from Susanna, He's relieved to hear from her, and he quickly brings Jenny back inside. Luca shares the news with their commander, who has managed to find a way out of the pressurized tunnels and reconnect with them. Susanna explains that the air in the cave is safe to breathe, and Jenny is determined to join her there. With very little oxygen left in the ship, Luca and Jenny decide to take a chance. They put on their spacesuits, grab their oxygen bottles, and leave the ship behind to find Susanna. They navigate the challenging Martian landscape, and after a while, finally reach the cave. To their amazement, they can breathe just fine inside. So, uh, threesome? Says Luca. Following this, the three of them make some incredible discoveries. They find a lake with drinkable water, which somehow hasn't frozen. They also come across simple plants that have managed to survive, and they figure out how to start fire, giving them a way to stay warm and cook food. In the last scene, with their newfound resources, they decide to try and survive as long as they can. They use the water and plants to sustain themselves and keep the fire going. The future is uncertain. They don't know if they'll be rescued, or if their survival plan will even work. The movie ends, leaving us wondering about their fate, but they're determined to make the most of their situation and keep fighting to stay alive on Mars. Subscribe for more videos like this, turn on notifications, and leave a like to help the channel out. Thank you for watching.